I've ever got to sort of voice um, sort of my journey and my story and I'm Tubes like, would launch these like strawberries and it hit Stu and it'd just be the slow-mo and it goes but I didn't have any like suitable clothes to wear like I didn't have like my jeans I didn't have like the right trainers or anything so I used to car share with a guy called Matt Fernando and I said mate can I borrow your jeans and I'm sitting anything. there with Sol Campbell and I'm going oh my god oh my god I don't know what to do and Paolo wow. Canio comes in and it all suave like he looks immense yeah. he smells incredible <laughs> he's got a tight <laughs> tight blue shirt on he just looks so cool and I'm sat there like sweating by the end of it Paolo Canio was showing me how to salsa dance and he sort of like got up Trevor Sinclair was involved and we had a right good laugh Juddy Talks Season 2, proudly sponsored by Brad the Plug, football shirt and clothing supplier. Check all socials below for all your football and clothing needs. Hi folks, welcome back to Juddy Talks the Podcast. Season 2 is underway and on episode 1 we have none other than James Cutland, also known as Curly from Soccer AM. So Curly, how are we mate? I'm very well mate, it's an absolute pleasure to be invited on to your podcast, season two. Yeah, normally you that gets to interview the players, mate. So I thought I'd give you a day off and we'll interview you instead. Love it, mate. Yeah, it's a bit different, to be honest. This is actually the first podcast I've ever been asked to do and ever done. So it's going to be a bit weird for me because, like you say, I'm used to talking to footballers like like you are to me now. And so it's very interesting to be sitting in this seat. Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you've came on because... If, if anything, you've got a lot more experience in, in this and, and you've interviewed some of the best, so I'm sure we'll get to hear some of your stories very soon. Um, but like yeah. I said, thanks again for coming on. But Curly, we'll get straight into the icebreaker question. We've got a brand new one for season two, so you'll be the first to be asked this. Last year it was, if, who's your favourite sports person outside of football? This year it's, if you hosted a dinner party and could have any three guests to invite, who would you invite and why? Good question. So I was doing a little bit of thinking about this. I've never actually hosted a dinner party either. I've been on my own living for many years and me and my girlfriend have naturally never hosted anything. So for me personally, I would start with Ian Wright because he is an absolute Arsenal legend to me. He was the first player that I got on the back of my shirt. I went up to uh, Arsenal uh, in the Highbury days, my first game against Norwich, which we ultimately lost. But during before before the game, my nan and granddad said I could have one shirt. So I went in and uh, picked out the Arsenal home one, JVC, right, number eight. And I think, I don't know where it is now, but um, yeah, that stayed with me for a long time. So Ian Wright would be there because he would have so many stories yeah. that, like old school dressing room stories, you know, like with your Adams and your... Dixon's, Winterburn's, like Vieira, Petit, all those stories that he would have would be amazing. So he, he's definitely on the list, number one. Number two is a bit of a diff- different one because now, <laughs> so I've been on Soccer M for 14 years. And if I'm not getting told I look like Tamsin Gregg of Green Wing, yeah. I'm getting told I look like Tom Cruise. So what, what happens is in America... I went there on holiday once, right? And uh, 
I was walking down the street of Hollywood Boulevard. Yep. And you know, you know, you get those people that dress up as characters, and you have someone dressed up as you know Spider Man, Superman. They're all they're all there. Some guy on the street came up to me and was like, "Yo, man, has anyone ever told you you like a young Tom Cruise?" And I was like, "No, no, no, I haven't. No." And he went, "Man, you could earn a lot of money out here. You know, just you know, come talk." Gave me his card, and I was in like holiday mode. I didn't have a clue. I was in flip flops. So I'd invite Tom Cruise on to ask him, does he think I could have a career as a Tom Cruise impersonator in, in Hollywood? And if the answer is yes, then if Soccer M ever, you know, decided to stop to air, I know where I'm going. I'm going to Hollywood. So I'd have Tom Cruise there uh, for that reason. Because I'm not a big film fanatic. I'm not, I'm not someone that knows all about different movies. I'm not massively into them. I'll watch them, but I'm very like... I'm very easy. It's like comedy, funny ones. You don't really need to pay too much of attention. Yeah. So he, he would be there. And then finally, I was thinking, I need someone just to like crack a few jokes and that. So I thought what I would do, sorry, that's just my work inbox going off. So, um, so I thought what I would do is I would get someone who could tell some jokes or just be funny. So my, one of my favorite comedians is Lee Evans. Oh, he's brilliant. You know, he's sweats on yeah. stage and he just gives it gives it large and me my dad and my brother um went and saw him live i think we've seen him a couple of times but he's absolutely brilliant and he's not i don't think he's doing it anymore so it'd be quite an exclusive uh a, a performance i mean he's probably not going to do jokes for me like a routine but he'd be funny it'll be a laugh and i think that's quite a nice little little mix in there i mean it'd be great to watch i'd be like Fly on the wall on that one would be class. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, they're my three. Yeah, good, a good way to start it off. That's a, that's a great dinner table so far. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people struggle to beat that, mate. Um, I just wanted to go into to lockdown as well, um, especially for you. If people don't know what your job is, you're a senior assistant producer at Sky. Basically, you're on mm. so you're on Soccer AM every week, live television. A very kind of stressful job and a, and a job that's very demanding as well. You've you've got a lot of preparation to do. Um, so once again, thanks for fitting me in. But how has lockdown affected one year kind of job, and 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 how have you found it? Because obviously, Soccer AM is such a show where it's very kind of it seems more like a family, and everybody's always like hugging, high fiving, and and it's a very kind of community and, and and family based show. So how hard has it been to adjust that? Not one just for the show, but for yourselves as well, because. You're so used to being such a close-knit group. Yeah, you're right. We are such a close-knit group at Soccer M. We are all, as much as we are workmates, we're all generally friends. Yeah. So we would always go to um, the pub over the road after a show and have a few drinks just to sort of debrief, basically, and talk about the show. Because like you say, it's a very demanding show. A lot of people, the, the funniest thing people say to anyone that sort of works on Soccer M, it's like, uh, so it's obviously filmed on a Saturday. So that it you just turn up on a Saturday and it's and it, and that and do the show, and you're like, no, we're we're there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then do the show on the Saturday. Mm -hmm. So the working week, I'll shed a bit of light. Is Tuesday is we have a little script meeting. Um, well, prior to COVID, we would do it uh, in the office, chat about what's gone on during the week, and then Wednesday we would sort of go through all the football, like all the games would be logging stuff, finding the little clips that everyone finds funny. Thursday then becomes a later day because I might be out on the road producing something with tubes, coming back, editing it. Friday is just like 
a full blast 10 till sometimes midnight and then you're back in at seven. So it's a long old slog. So going back to what you're saying with COVID, that I remember March when it first came out, Mikel Arteta had just been diagnosed with COVID and we're all at work going, I don't, what what do we do? What do we do? What's happening? Is the show going to go on? They made the decision to say, look, the show needs a three week break because football's shutting down and all that. So, and we were coming to our holiday period at Soccer AM. So we work flat out from July all the way through to probably the end of May without really taking holiday. We don't take holiday because we get a nice lump sum at the end because, you know, it's flat out. You're, you're constantly working. And even on a Saturday and Sunday, Monday are, are our days off. You're, you're watching games. You're, we've got a group WhatsApp that is 24-7. Yeah. So to go from all that work to then nothing was like, the initial reaction was like, oh, okay, well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. So sort of get a few jobs done around the house. And then when it got worse, and then obviously COVID, you know, took over, we then went on a bit of a break and we didn't do anything for a little while. We all had to take a bit of holiday. And and to be honest with you, Matt, I struggled with it big time. Yeah. I, like I said, I live at home. I live at home on my own. I have done for, for four and a half years now. And um, I thought I'd be all right. I thought I'd be really really cool with it i thought you know get a few bits done um my girlfriend um my girlfriend lives at home with her parents and they're slight slightly older so they were in sort of classed in the category of bit 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 risky so yeah. stay indoors so she didn't risk anything so she was at home so i didn't see her for five weeks and i got to the point at home and there was nothing to do nothing you can go on your walk you can do a bit of exercise but not having that day-to-day sort of purpose to get up mm-hmm was really difficult and then in the end after about four weeks I, I was pretty pretty low and my mum just said can you just come home you just come here and um I was like I put it off for ages I was like no I'm fine I'm, I'm all right and then eventually um I, I I was really low and I was I was pretty run down from it all so I, I moved home to my mum's house for a bit and um yeah it, yeah just sort of slowly got through it and got through it but like it, it went from like you say, we're we're a very close knit team. We're high fiving each other. We're like the energy that you see on a Saturday morning is what it's like in the week. Yeah. It it doesn't feel like work because you're with your mates. And now, like I say, we do every, every meeting is on a Zoom call. Yeah, we don't go into the office until a Friday, and and now the, we're not allowed in any other day of the week really. So it's two days. So you're sort of working from home dealing with that now trying to log all the games on your computer and um not having that banter which soccer in needs so it's a credit to the the guys and girls that, that work on the show that we're able to sort of put together what you see on a saturday morning in times where it's really really difficult and um yeah i hope everyone's still enjoying it that's the thing it's it's, it's tough it's tough for everyone but hopefully we bring a few smiles to people's faces on a on a Saturday morning. Yeah, like Soccer AM is that's the one thing I said. If I ever made it as a celebrity as such, I would go and so I would want to be on the couch in Soccer AM and strictly come dancing for my grand. So <laughs> that like Soccer, you're a good mover then. Yeah, dance. No, but they'd make my grand proud. So that's 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 yeah. where that's where we're aiming my for. My nan's the same. My nan, my nan, and uh, granddad, bless him. Uh, you know, my nan's my nan's going going blind now she can barely see but she she's always said oh they love strictly you sit they're so cute they they dance around in their living rooms 
and, and that. But I, I shared the same passion as you, mate. Growing up, watching Soccer AM as a, as a kid, um, to now to now working on it, I was like, oh my, oh my god! I remember like the first day. Well, to be honest, it's a funny story how how I actually got on to Soccer AM because I was I was doing I was having a bit of a gap. I say gap year. I wasn't. I was football coaching, but. It was very easy, mate. It was a cushy life. I was I was coaching like four, four days a week, but they were after school. It was like an hour and it was like 15 pounds I was getting. So I was making like, in the end, like 60, 60 quid, 75 pound a week. But that was enough for me at like 16, 17. And I wasn't a big drinker, but I could go out with my friends. I could do, that was enough. And I had about a year of it. And my dad was just like, son, you need to sort of get a real, real job here. Like, it's great. You've been doing a few bits and bobs. Um, because I did a few like child, child, teenager sort of acting, modeling bits, which we won't go into because they were awful. But I had a bit of a year where my dad was like, go and do what you want, but you need to get a job. And in the end, it got to like the last week of him saying it, like, by the way, your time's up. I've been watching Soccer AM and I don't know if you remember, they did a thing called Office Webcam. So what they would do in the office where the guys work, right there would be this webcam and then they would just sort of fabricate these stories to, like tongue and cheek ones. And they said this work experience lad was there and the work experience lad has made a bad cup of tea or something along those lines. And I was like, you can do work experience at Soccer AM. So that day I emailed Sky Sports and it was probably a lot easier to get through now than it was back then when I first started. So what's that, 15, 14 years ago? And he sent this email and then I went around my friends and like the same day, I got an email back saying, yeah, come do some work experience at Soccer AM or at Sky Sports. So I was like, brilliant, go in. So I went in on a Monday and uh, like miles away from my house. So I live about an hour and a half away from, from Sky, from where I live. So I, I traipsed through every day to get there. And I turned up and then they had me log in Arsenal Tottenham from like a few years ago. They were like, they went you in, they sat you down and go, who do you support? And they like, you're like, oh, Arsenal. And I went, okay, well, you can log this game. So I logged it. And then I went back home to my dad and I went, dad, this is too far for me. It's like, like all I did was this. I didn't do soccer AM. And uh, I was like, it's miles to get there. I got the train off the train, off the bus. And he was, he was like, look, go back tomorrow. Go back one more day. And if it ain't what you're looking for, don't bother. And I went back in. I just asked someone, I was saying, can I do Soccer AM? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we had you down for it, but they don't come in on Mondays. So, yeah, here you go. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I came back for that second day. Otherwise, I might not even be sitting here. And, um, yes, I went in Soccer AM and, like, the doors, the office back then was brilliant. You'd go in, there was, like, these double doors and everyone was sort of like, it's like its own little building. So you had, like, a dartboard, you had a foosball table. You had, it just felt like a, a really cool place to work and like the doors opened and as I looked in I was like oh, tubes rocket oh my god it's feathers and then I was like Lovejoy Helen uh and all, the, and all the team that were there back then in the early days and uh I was like a bit starstruck from seeing them all because I was like these are the people that I watched growing up and they they took they took me in so I I, I worked with a guy called Steve Sutcliffe who used to look after the props. Mm -hmm. Now, back then, the soccer aim was like three hours long, much bigger beast than what it was now. And Steve was sort of, as the job roles go, props is sort of at the bottom and you work your way up to editing and senior assistant producers and the producers and all that sort of stuff. 
and I worked with him and it was great. And I was making these different costumes and getting it all in. And I just said to him, I said, look, I've, I've loved it. I said, do you need a hand on a Saturday at all? Because I'll happily drive in and come and come work here for free on a Saturday morning. Like, just make sure it's okay. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he checked with Lovejoy and Fenners and, and, and the team then. And they were like, yeah, 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 sure. So for nine months, I used to drive in on a Saturday morning at about half five, leaving my house, work at Soccer M, do the show. Very like from the outside. I wasn't a part of the team. Yeah. Definitely wasn't part of the team, but I was part of Steve's team. And I used to go in and, uh, yeah, just love every minute of it and without getting paid and just go there. And then eventually, um, after nine months, that's when Tim left yeah. and went and took the boys with him to Channel B to do their thing over there. And uh, Rob Wakeling came in and sort of because I'd done all that grafting before and everyone was like, well, Curly over there has been here nine months and doesn't, hasn't been paid a penny and it, at least give him an interview. And I got an interview and, and uh, yeah, got the, got the job. And then <laughs> 14 years later. So yeah, it's all good, mate. Yeah. So it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice story, but like, it's funny because you don't see it as much these days from my sort of journey from starting at the bottom to where I sort of got to now. And I'm yeah. still not where I want to be. I want, you know, I still want to progress. And I, I and I say it every year, there's more that I can do for Soccer AM. Um, people come in and, and like the days of getting up at 5am to get in. I used to sleep in my car, mate. I used to sleep in my car before work because we had to be in at nine o'clock. So that I would drive to the car, I would drive, leave my house at like five, get to work at six, take a duvet and pillow and sleep in the back of my like Peugeot 407. It was like a taxi. <laughs> I just sleep in the back. And the boys got wind of it. The boys got wind of it. And uh, I think one morning they all came out of an air horn and just was like, meh, meh. And I was like, what? Yeah. So who was that? That's the kind that of tubes or rocket. It must have been one of them. No, yeah. I think it was rocket. It was rocket. <laughs> or Chris Nutbeam, Nutbeam. They were always up to, up to tricks, but, um, but that's, but the banter in the group, you, you, you have, it was like a football dressing room. Yeah. And like, for me, it was the best. It was the closest thing to being a footballer that, you know, never going to make it as a pro never was never good enough. Mm -hmm. Wanted to, but was never good enough. And it was the next, for me, the next best thing was being a part of that show. And um, yeah, yeah, it was the, it, it's, it's such a good show to work on. Yeah, it, it's like, like I said, it's one of my favourite shows. If, if you're up in time for it in the morning, that is, if you've not had too many beers on a Friday night and you actually make it on the Saturday to watch it. But... Yeah, if you make it, it's the perfect, it's the perfect TV show for oh, that. If you have had a few jars and you're feeling a bit worse for wear, if you just stick it on, it's, it's it's uh it's really it's really good but I, i've missed it many a times when i when i used to watch it back in the day yeah so like my next question was who, when you came on your work experience was there anybody that played kind of pranks on you i knew you would have said there would have been one or two but tubes and, and rocket more more or less the ones uh up to mischief as usual um your your your, yeah. your progression over on the show mate has been phenomenal from like a few years ago when i seen you just kind of doing the fifa like you know the drills, all that stuff. To now you're interviewing some of the best to ever play the game. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about your favourite kind of person you've interviewed and and what was your first opportunity interviewing a player and talk us through that. So yeah, you're right. My progression has been. Um, it's, it's only until you stop and look at it, and I've I've got a list of names here, and because what I do is I keep a tab on everyone that I've interviewed, sort of 
loosely monitor the views it gets just just for my own records basically because like i said the opportunity to start doing interviews was was made out of my own sort of desire and determination i sat down with fenners and um and darius who darius is the producer and obviously fenners presents it and also produces it and i, I just said to them i said look i'd really love an opportunity to just create some content speak to some footballers sort, sort of make my own little path within soccer am yeah. and they were fully supportive they've been my biggest supporters since since i've wanted to do this but they also said you need to go out and sort of do this on your own like it's not going to be hand fed to me it's not like i just woke up and went i want to do interviews who can you sort for me they were like we support you but you've got to go and sort of do it whilst doing my actual job mm -hmm. so like you say i'm a senior assistant producer my job is very much producing directing editing and you know script writing bits of the show but it's it's, it's funny my um my first interview that I did was with an Arsenal legend, Sol Campbell. Oh, what and what, what, I, what I thought that was good, what was happening on Soccer M, so this is how I made my sort of, my own little like career, is we were getting these guests on. So we'd have these big superstars. We'd have, you know, we've got Sol Campbell's on. We had, uh, who else have we had? We've had big, big names. Can't think of one with head. Anyway, we'd have these footballers come on the show. And obviously some come on and a bit more open to do more stuff. Some aren't. So I would just say, look, after the show, you're right to sit down with me for 15 minutes. Um, we'll do teammates, like a feature that was very popular on Soccer M, still is. And sort of just do it for YouTube. And the guests are normally like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And we've already paid for all the camera crew and all that. So it's not a cost. Um, but the first one, Sol Campbell. So I was upstairs. So we have a Saturday morning edit yep. for like literally last things. If anything goes wrong, we've got this edit. And I was in there and Tube's who obviously is is like uh, the best. He has been the biggest help for me during this process. He could easily not. He could, you know, I'm I'm sort of trying to get it my way in, but he, he he's honestly the nicest bloke and helped me out massively. And Sol Campbell came on and he went, ah, oh, I can't really do it today because I've got to go and do something. And so like the opportunity came for me to do it. He went, Curls, Curls, you did it. And my nerves, and I was just like, because no, bearing in mind, there was no preparation. Yep. There was no clue of me doing it. And he went, Kels, just go and do it. You, you, you'll be fine, fine. I was like, oh, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. And he went, all right, well, I can go and ask someone else. And I went, no, 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 I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But I didn't have any, like, suitable clothes to wear. Like, I didn't have, like, my jeans. I didn't have, like, the right trainers or anything. So I used to car share with a guy called Matt Fernando, and I said, mate, can I borrow your jeans? And he was like, yeah, yeah. So me and him swapped jeans. I had the dirty shoes on or whatever. And we just sat in the um, in the fans area. And I'm sitting there with Sol Campbell. And I'm going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know what to do. But I got through it. And I got through it. And, and um, I was like, I'm so glad I did that. Because once you do one, then eventually you start feeling a bit more comfortable. But the second yeah. one, I mean, the second one. So I did that towards the end of the, of the season back in January 2008. So I did one and then I didn't do nothing for about three or four months. Just the opportunities just didn't arise. And then they had one in uh, one in uh, in the summer. So we're off. So we have holidays, everyone's done. But we got offered time with Paolo Di Canio um, at a, um, a Pro Direct event in London. And Fenner's rung me up and said, look, do you want to do, do it? Do you want to go and get some? And I was like, yeah, 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 100%, 100%. So 
during my time off, I went down there and uh, I'm in this pro direct and it's full of people packed. So my cameraman's there, Bobby from the team's come to help me out. And uh, we're looking around, I'm like, where are we gonna film this? Like it literally was one room. And uh, the guy there who sorted it out was like, right, what we'll do is we'll just sort of make a little gap in the middle and you can sort of do the interview there. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Is it all right if like the, the majority of the people that don't need to be here sort of leave just for audio and we need it to be quiet? They're like, yeah, 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 no problem at all. So <laughs> I sat down and Paolo Di Canio comes in and it all suave. Like he looks immense. Yeah. He smells incredible. <laughs> He's got a tight, tight blue shirt on and uh, he just looks so cool. And I'm sat there like sweating. And um, the guy goes, right, anyone, we're about to record. If you don't need to be here, can you please just sort of leave leave the room, leave the building? Honestly, mate, I think about seven people left. And I was left with an audience of about 25, including Trevor Sinclair. And I'm like, oh, my word. So I was just like, right, this is teammates gold with Paolo Di Canio. Started doing it, sort of eased my way into it. By the end of it, Paolo Di Canio was showing me how to salsa dance. And he sort of like got up, Trevor Sinclair was involved and we had a right good laugh. So they're, they're, they're the two that were like the big for me. The first two were really important. Yeah. Um, sort of get under your belt and then slowly, like, surely, like you say, you mentioned the FIFA. That came about because I was working on the drills. I do a lot of the drills with Jimmy. I'm always on the road because I look after sort of the social accounts when we're there, mm. sort of getting a few behind the scenes stuff. And um, they were like, can you do two shoots? on this FIFA thing. And to get Jimmy to do two shoots is sort of difficult. Like as soon as he's got finished, the cameras are off. He's in his car and he's already on the way home. Yeah. Like before anything, he's brilliant. He's, he, he's great to work for, but you say, as soon as he's done, he's gone. So I then approached FIFA and just EA and the guys that I work with there. And I've just said, look, I'm more than happy to sort of come up with a separate item that we can run on soccer and YouTube channel still kicking balls and sort of link it to, you know, Volta drills or these sort of things, yep. have the, the foot items and all that sort of stuff, give it a bit more production value. And they, and they ran with it and they were like, yeah, what's your idea? So I put it forward to them and uh, they, they liked it. And so we started doing these FIFA drills again, out of nothing basically. And it was just another avenue where I could sort of, right, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing these interviews for YouTube. What else can I do? What else can I sort of get under my belt as experience? And, yeah, and people love it. People love seeing these footballers kicking balls and sort of interacting. Like you say, you're a big FIFA gamer, so you'll have an interest in what these drills, and I would always pick drills that are from the game. And like you say, they and EA will provide all the, like the big red bags, and then they'll have the, uh, the mini targets. So it's a really cool setup, but it was another one where – it wasn't handed to me. I wasn't asked, Curly, can you go and do that? It was me going, right, I'm going to have to, if I want to do this, I'm going to have to sort of make it on my own. And um, thankfully, EA like it. And I think we're, well, I don't know, like the third season of doing stuff now. But obviously now we're doing um, uh, Zoom calls, interviews with some of yeah. the players, a FIFA teammate strand at the minute. I did Bayouac and Fenwar the other day and that came out today. And, and it's good. It's not the same, but it still, it keeps it keeps ticking over. And I think looking at my list since 2018 and to where we are now, I'm, I don't know. God, there's so many, so many uh, interviews I've done and different strands. Um, you look back at it and then you go, actually, do you know what? I've, uh, you mentioned progression. I was like, 
I'm doing all right at the yeah. minute, but you want more. You know what I mean? You want more. You want, it's like you said earlier about the gaming. You, you know, you want to be able to do a bit of that and a bit of that and make something else your job. And, and in Soccer M, it's really difficult because no one's going to just hand that to you. Do you know what I mean? It's like you have to, you have to show willingness. You have to go above and beyond what's expected of you. Yeah. And I believe that if you work hard at something and, and you sort of, you'll get the results. Do you know I mean, there's many a times where I spend, you know, on my days off putting together an interview and I edit my ones as well. I, I like the majority of the ones I, I'm good at Premier Pro. I've learned a new skill at that. So it's just, it's difficult at times to sort of manage it all, yeah. but I wouldn't change it for the world because if you asked me 14 years ago, the lad that was football coaching for 15 quid a day to then working on the, his favorite TV show and working with such incredible people, meeting all these amazing footballers and people within the game, it's like, you know, that's when you really realise, you go, oh, actually, I'm not doing too bad. I think, I think with something like content creation as well, and you've obviously got your own YouTube um, channel as well, which we'll move on to. Yeah. I think it's more rewarding when you're, when you're doing something that benefits yourself, even though you work for a company like Sky and, and Soccer AM yeah. and, you're, and you're producing a TV show. I think anything you do, if, if you're producing your own content and it's something you like to do and you're learning skills from it and you see your own progression, it's definitely mm. 10 times more rewarding than, than any other job that you, that you could yeah. have and I, I think that way anything mate but like we said your progression yeah. has definitely been fantastic and I watched the, the Akin Femmer one today but he is some <laughs> sa- in his bedroom he is uh, yeah I seen it on the bunk bed <laughs> wasn't it? he's uh, in the bunk bed he's some size like, of a man Wi-Fi as well he needs to he needs to upgrade his Wi-Fi he's a bit pixelated but you know I'm not going to tell him to do that yeah. he'll probably I don't uh, think anyone rock will. bottom me or something <laughs> I don't think anyone will um, let, <laughs> let, let's talk about your YouTube, um, Curly. For for you who don't know, Curly's got his own um, YouTube channel called Location Football. So, Curly, tell us a bit about that and what made you decide to do it. So, in lockdown, me and my friend Scott Lavelle, who actually used to work on Soccer AM with us, he was the tall, lanky one. Um, for anyone who watched Soccer AM back in the day, he's the one with all the arms and the legs and does all the dancing. Yep. So, me and him have been good pals for many many a years and we we've always thought about creating content now scott is probably one of the most talented people that i've ever come across the guy can edit direct produce graphics the works mate he he, he is an absolute machine and it, it, it we were going to do something two years ago and he decided to go traveling to australia for a bit so it was a bit difficult to sort of do anything um and to be honest with you, we sat down and we sort of had a, had a Zoom call and there was nothing. We had nothing, no ideas, didn't know what we wanted to do, had a vague idea of some stuff that we liked, had a blank bit of paper. We just chatted for about two or three hours one day and we slowly the page started getting a bit fuller and we started writing down things that we liked, like what were we interested in. Well, we love travel and we love, we love football, but it's not just, oh, we love um the premier league we like we love all all types of football i I, I played a lot of non-league football back in the day lavas supports a non-league team um so we started wanted to compare combine the two so that's how we came up with sort of location football and initially we were thinking oh we'll do a podcast but then we were like but why what's what's the reason for that why would we do that and it's one of the things one of the things of many that fenners taught me it was like there needs to be a reason needs to be a reason why you would do something. You don't just go, right, I'm going to do that and, you know, it, it be a success. So, like, for us, 
when we came to like the traveling aspect of it, so our first one, we went to Newport yep. and they were playing in the Carabao Cup, I think, against Swansea. It was a big game. And all we had was like, we, we were going to go to Newport, go and see what there was to do in Newport. And I said to Lavers, I was like, but, what's, but why would people care what we think about Newport? Why would people go to Newport on our recommendations? So I was like, we need someone to sort of help us along the way. And it was like, well, who do we know at Newport? And I was like, well, I know the gaffer. Like, I've met the gaffer and done, you know, the drills. Yeah. So I sort of dropped him a DM, the, the press officer. He put me in touch with Michael Flynn. And Flynn, was like, yeah, I'll do a Zoom call with you. So we did a Zoom call, got all these recommendations. And then off we went. And we were like, right, brilliant. Now we have a reason to go. It makes sense. We love travel. Um, he sent us up the Newport Transporter Bridge, which was like immense. And it was like them like moments like you're saying earlier about like if you've created the content. We we did that and we 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 drove down. It was a long day, it was a day off, it was filmed all this content, didn't know how it was gonna look, come up with some graphics, come up with um sort of the sort of format and then since then it's sort of sort of grown and we've spoken to Dwight Gale, Kieran Dyer, yep. uh, Ollie Hawkins yep. who played for Hemel Hempstead and now at Ipswich and sort of um, we've done one with Joel Bayer at Arsenal which is going to come out soon, Josh Colson at Cambridge. We're sort of targeting like the football that we like so it's like non-league, League One, League Two, the EFL Championship like conference and 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 more so we we realize is that um that like the Essex Senior League um from where we are and those sort of Saturday morning football where they've got little grounds but there's good there's good support bases yeah. there's loads of fans groups that love that love that team and we're sort of we want to be a part of it. The 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 aim is to sort of create like a little location football community and we've we've launched our Facebook page which is doing really well where we've put shorter clips up of some of the stuff that we've done obviously it's a bit difficult to go out and do bits now but we want to sort of create a little community where like one day the dream would be to like get a minibus and have like 20 odd people that make not necessarily mates but just random people that have like taken an interest in what we do and take them to a non-league game and just explore and um yeah it was it's doing really well like we, we hit 500 subs um in january but obviously we, we're limited to what we can do um, so I started doing a few behind the scene videos at Soccer AM, yeah. and we, which did really well. I think people really like seeing what goes on behind the scenes at Soccer AM. So in a nutshell, it's basically a channel that sort of takes you where football is and it, it takes us to places that we want to visit, go and see, and hopefully other people uh, will enjoy seeing what we sort of produce. But we're gonna, we've got loads of things. I'm basically using connections that I've got at Soccer AM to help me get to people that have like that like Ollie Hawkins had a great story at Hemel Hempstead like now Ollie Hawkins at Ipswich people might not know about him but he played in Hemel Hempstead and he was telling us that before a game like you know you'd have a cup game where it's a bit easy no one really cares it's like we'll, we'll win it the gaffer got him doing shots before the game like tequilas and they were all just knocking back these tequilas in a game so I feel, feel like the non-league story is absolutely brilliant. And we want to use our platform um, to sort of showcase that and, and shine a light on the non-league um, as much as doing our lovely little travel travel trips around the world with like Gabrielle Zakouani at Peterborough, took us on a bike ride. Um, and hopefully when, hopefully when COVID um, sort of disappears and everyone's healthy and safe, we can sort of get our, our guests to come along 
a little yeah. bit. I know Josh Colson wants to come punting down at Cambridge, and he's a Cambridge legend for all those people that are not sure who Josh is. Actually, it's a college with him as well. Like we're in the same um, class at college at Cambridge. Yeah, but mate, that's the thing. Like this is how my po- this podcast started. I used one connection I had in football, and then it, and yeah. and then it just went on from there. And your job, yeah. you've certainly got a lot of connections. But what I like about your channel as well is, I mean, you've interviewed guys like Campbell, Decanio, like the top profile names, yet you still choose to go to the smaller teams like Newport and like like you said, Peter yeah. and stuff, because that's the football you like. And I think that's what makes your channel successful and what makes the content you put out like watchable for others because they want to see the stuff that you enjoy putting out. And everybody's seen an interview with the big players and they're great to see every now and then, but the unseen stuff, like you said, is definitely the best stuff on your channel, mate. I love it. It's a really oh, good brilliant. channel. So what we'll do is, we'll, for everybody watching on YouTube, the link will be in the description and on Spotify. Um, if you just go to Location Football on YouTube, you will catch it all there. Um, Curly, let's fire into some um, quick fire questions um, just to kind of break it down a bit and give you a bit of a laugh. But it's not just the quick fire questions. It is a soccer AM special. So this is... Not not to take it too much in vain, but you've got one answer or the other, and we'll quickly run through them. So are you ready, Curly? Let's see how you do. Yeah, I am ready. Do you want me to explain my answer, or is it? You, do I get to explain? I saw some of the questions. You can ex- and, you uh, can explain you can explain if you uh, like. Yeah. <laughs> you can explain if you <laughs> yeah, like because no. some of them are a wee bit. You might think people might. Well, think, I'm all for it. I've got that's fine. Right. It's all good. Okay, here we go. Showboat or skill school? Showboat all day long. Champions League or World Cup? Well, the thing is, Showboat, Showboat is always running. So Showboat is never going to end because we have Premier League rights, we have all the football rights, and there is nothing better than putting those go- uh, those goal Showboats, all those skills into a montage to music. I think that's one of the points in Soccer AM where everyone watches that, mm-hmm. no matter what. Even us, even us in the studio, we'll stop like showboat. Loads is going on, but everyone's like, right, showboat. Oh, look at that skill. How sick was that? Skill school was brilliant. Yeah, it was a great was... idea from Rocket, but it doesn't run anymore. Yeah. Um, but some of the names, if you Google and go on YouTube, some of the names that did skill school back in the day, Raheem Sterling, Danny Ings, Henderson, Jordan Henderson, yeah. they all did it. Yeah. So they're both brilliant, but showboat for me. Okay. The Champions League or World Cup? Ooh, got to be the World Cup. Got to be the World Cup. Yeah. I mean, Arsenal haven't been in the Champions League for many a year. So uh, to be in a life where England win the World Cup, I'll take that all day long. Okay, we'll cut all day. We'll cut that bit out because I'm Scottish, remember. You asked the question. What would you prefer? The fan volleys record to be broken or a top bin live on the show? Do you know what? A top bin on the show is something brilliant. Like, it always, always gets a euphoria moment. And I reckon if you told, if you ask that question to any of the fans of the week and they're standing there and they go, what would you rather do, break the fans' record or you personally hit a top bin? Because what happens is that gets clipped up, that goes out on social media and and it goes... Bonkers. And if you've hit it off the trampoline, we I think we posted out the other day like top five top bins. 
And the views just go boom. Everyone loves the top bin. And I guarantee anyone you ask, whether they were fans or an audience member, they'd love a top bin. You'd love a top bin. Oh, you rather do. Would you rather get a top bin? Yeah, I'd rather have a top bin, 100%. Um, <laughs> the funny thing was, I watched that video the other day, and I think it's West Ham, or it's a team that played, it might be West Ham or Villa because of their kits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a top bin with like two points to the board, and they just run away, Ooh. and you're in the middle going like this. Get back, yeah. there's like 40 seconds to go, <laughs> and it's just you, Chubbs has ran away, but, but Jimmy's yeah. ran away, everybody's ran away, and you're the only yeah, person going, you've got 40 seconds left, get back here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you get caught up in the moment, and and like, don't ask me why, but it's a couple of times where, sometimes, like I think the other week, well, quite a while ago, the trampoline collapsed, the geezer was like looking at his shot, and he fell on it. And I'll, me and Ash Mann, who works on the show, we're running in like F1 guys. We're, boom, put the trampoline back up. But you say you get lost in it. That's what I mean. You get lost in your yeah. foreign. That geezer's only got two points. They're not coming back to win any prizes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, top bins all day, mate. Right. Brad Bobley or You Know The Drill? You Know The Drill. You Know The Drill. Brad Bobley is brilliant. And Fenners does a great job at that. And... Um, I've been a Bobcat, the guys that are in the blue. Yep. We used to freeze our absolute knackers off. We'd be out there right on a Friday afternoon because we'd film the majority of the stuff on a Friday and Fenners would be there in his Brad Bobley gear and he's got the ball cap on and we're like in our shorts, shorts. And he goes, right, come on, lads. And we'd be out there, honestly, like, fr- like freezing. And like we'd be standing there doing that as he goes through and does it all. They're brilliant. They're brilliant. And we'd love to do a few more of them when we can. Um, but you know the drill. Like I was, I've done. You know the drill. Produced and directed it for three or four years now. Like, and they're the best. They're, for me, there's yeah. nothing better than going out on on the road, exploring, going to these grounds, going to these training grounds, having a little look around, and going, oh wow! Like, even at like, I personally, we think I personally think it's the best bet on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we miss we miss it at the minute, obviously, because we can't go to these grounds. But like, I even love it's going back to what you were saying about like interviewing these footballers that have may, maybe have got like the bigger name. But I went to Grimsby with uh, Jimmy Lloyd and I think a few of the, the other team that came along, and uh, looking at their training ground, mate, they had a couple of porter cabins, yeah. and they had a little building. But in the porter cabin, they had those old like dusty rusty weights and everyone was just it was like old school and i was like this is awesome like they had some really nice pitches they'd like two but that was it and then you go to somewhere like man city you don't get anywhere near the pitch like understandably it's manchester city and like the top team you don't get anywhere near it but like when you go down to like league two league one and the championship the 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 sort of they they open the gates for you a little bit and you're allowed to sort of go in and because you're soccer am you're not you're not after anything you're just there to have a bit of fun but and the players love it. The players absolutely love the drill. And Jimmy Jimmy loves it. Jimmy doesn't like the travelling. Doesn't like the travelling. Yeah. But the actual end product of the drill is brilliant. We we once we once went to Preston and I had to drive there and back in a day. It was like five hours there, five hours back. And you go to the drills and you're only there. You're there for an hour, yeah. like no more. And you probably the cameras are probably rolling for about 15 minutes you're in you're out you get it you go but I, I i love it i've been all over the things i even went to juventus like they said they put it towards everyone in the soccer m team was like we've got milan pjanic 
at Juventus when he was there, like to do a drill. Um, who wants to go? It's, but they're like, oh, it's a four o'clock meet at the airport. I'm like, 100%, like yeah. all day long. And a few of the other boys have got like family commitments, yeah. but being like, and, and stuff like that. So I'm a bit, in, I'm in a good position. So if there's anything comes up, I'm like, I'll do it, Gaffer, no problem. Um, but yeah, for me, you know the drill is is awesome. Yeah, I've, I remember watching the Grimsby episode because it's Lloyd. I know Lloyd's no longer part of the show, but it's Lloyd not a Grimsby fan. Lloyd is a Grimsby yeah. fan, yeah, and he'll let you know about it yeah. as well. They're not doing too well at the minute, I don't think, so he's not too happy. But um, yeah, he, he's uh, Lloyd. Lloyd was brilliant. He was a goalkeeper. He he was a good shot stopper. Yeah, I'll give him that. But that's about it. But he's a he was a top. Top lad, and um, it was sad to see him go, but he, he you know wanted to go on and do other other things. So um, yeah, good luck to him. But um, yeah, he was a he was a good soccer home goalie for a, for a couple of years. Yeah, this you've probably answered this question already with what you do on YouTube. But do you prefer going to home games or do you prefer going to away games? See, uh, yeah, I'm away games really. Um, I'm I'm not actually um, able to go to many. Yeah, but. When things go up and running and um, location football, we can start doing some more filming. Yeah. I definitely, definitely want to go to away games. I, I, I was very fortunate enough to have a, a season to get Arsenal at Highbury for a little bit. And I do get to go to some games um, at the Emirates. I've got friends, I've got season tickets, but I actually haven't done an Arsenal away day. I've done more um, sort of like lower league away days and yeah. things like that. But um yeah, I think nothing beats an away day atmosphere because you just get there with your mates. It's like a day. It's a day out, isn't it? It's a proper day out. Yeah. Sometimes you do overnight, and um, yeah, there's nothing. The camaraderie between your mates and that, and if you get a result, you're also extra happy. And then you normally go on the night out, didn't you? Um, but we 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 used to do nights out with um, tubes and that back in the day. We used to go on a few little location trips and do do uh, do whatnot and have a little party, but. Those days are long gone, unfortunately. But um, yeah, an away day, away days class. Yep. Next question: um, Lovejoy or Fenners? So yeah, I saw that one, and it's it's a uh, it's um, it's an easy decision for me, and I'll tell you why. It's Fenners because obviously I was only with Tim for nine nine months, and I can't sit here and say that he did a lot for me because he didn't need to do it. I mean, I was a work, I was, I wasn't there to get support. I was there to sort of get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but having worked with him, he was absolutely spot on. He, he was, he was good to me for, like, and, and sort of, I never sat down and had a chat about anything, but I, I did my job. I came in, he sort of knew where I was. Um, and, and that was it. But Fenners, Fenners, again, Fenners was there when I was working um, for, for free and all that. And again, I didn't, I can't sit here and say I had a relationship with him back then. I, again, I was like, I, I was, I was just a body there. I was just helping out. Yeah. Um, but for what, what Fenners has done for me now is, is massive. And I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Um, if it wasn't for him, there's advice that he's given me along the way. And, you know, the whole team, Darius as well, who's, who's the other producer, but Fen- you're talking about Fenners, he, you know, he was the one who sort of, you know, they said he would support me, and it's me, me and him, and, he, and he'll tell you um, we didn't, we did, we didn't. When he first came in, it was very different because he obviously had his own ideas. It was like a new manager coming in in football, right? And this is where soccer aim is like a football team because you got the team's about ten people strong at that, maybe eight. There's about eight of us that create the show. Like it's such a small team. Yeah, we had a lad on from Blue Peter the other week, and they've got like forty. 
to do like a half hour show. We've got eight people that create an hour and a half every week. So when Fenner's first arrived, he came in and he wanted like a manager. He was changing things up and he was doing what he wanted to do. He was still trying to find his feet on, on how the show was going to work. Yeah. And at the time I was already doing a few bits on screen for the, the previous producer. I was doing a thing called simply the crest. I'd go out and I'd interview people about their club crest. Do they know about it? And all these little bits of fun. And he sort of, he sort of stopped it, which was fine because that's what he wanted to do. But I had to, I had to earn his sort of respect. It wasn't like you could just carry on doing interviews or presenting on telly or whatever. You sort, he, he, you'd have to sort of go, well, why would, why would you do it? And I, I, I almost, I almost, I almost not left, but I was considering it. I was like, I don't know where I fit in here now. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I don't think he fancies me. I don't think. Like, it's like a player. I, was like, I don't know if he wants me here. Like, yeah. and we. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to knuckle down. I'm going to sort of put any sort of aspirations of doing stuff on screen or all that. And I'm just going to knuckle down. I'm just going to produce the hell out of everything I do and then sort of show him what I'm capable of. And after the first year, it went from not being too sure whether he liked me to like, yeah, he was, he respected me and I respected him and the work that we were producing showed that. And it's like, I was proving to him and it's like, it's like the things I'm doing now with the interviews. I'm trying to sort of prove and show everyone, look, this is what I'm doing whilst I'm still doing my current job. I'm doing this as extracurricular to sort of like push down that route. So Fenner's, Fenner's for the the effect that he's had on my career. It's, it's you know, it's got to be, it's got to be him. Yeah. Um, this is just a personal one. PlayStation or Xbox, if you have the time to chill out, which you seem a very busy man, what, what, one, are you, what <laughs> one are you playing? See, do you know what? That's a funny one because I've been Xbox for as long as I can remember from probably early childhoods when I was like, had a the first PlayStation and that. And then as soon as the Xbox came out, I sort of moved on to that. But downstairs, I've got a PlayStation 5. I, it, it got to the point where I was, I was like, oh, I'm just going to get a change up. And uh, my girlfriend's downstairs currently playing Crash Bandicoot. Um, because we've been we've been trying to complete that I've, during I've lockdown. Seen it, I've seen it on the Instagram story, so yeah, I was wondering. Juddy, honestly, mate, it's it's ridiculous. We're like we're googling how to do walkthroughs because we're like, right, how do you get all the boxes? Right, we're missing that gem. How do we get that gem? And um, it, it's been great. It's been great. But the PlayStation Five is 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 incredible. Um, I completed Spider Man during lockdown as well. I had a lot of time on my hands then, but yeah. now now that the show's sort of back up and running and we're fully on air and we're back in the studio it's like i don't have t- i don't have time you know it's like when you're juggling like three or four things at once if you get a rare moment to put the xbox or the playstation on then uh then i'll, I'll take it but it, they're very it's very rare but i have to say playstation at the minute yeah i've still not been able to get my hands on the playstation 5 so i'm jealous but um it does yeah. it's PlayStation i was very lucky I, 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 I didn't get my brother my brother um he's on it he's on it with like he's one of those guys that if there's a a release that he wants something he'll end up buying two of them he got two he got two and he and i I had no interest in like buying one i wasn't like i didn't try to like i wasn't logging on his sites my brother just went i've I've bought i've bought i managed to get two do you want one i was like you know what yeah i'll have it but um yeah you'll get one mate is that what you're gonna go for yeah playstation 5 i think we'll probably go to another pc as well like a dual pc setup but I like the PlayStation 5 to play FIFA on so you can still play with your mates and stuff. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, Brilliant. But, yeah. Right. This is a tough one. Jimmy Bullard of Chibs. 
Oh, I hate to do it, but it, it just I had. To that's ask. fine. I did it. Do you know what? I, I, uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one it's because both, they're, they're both, both so good in their own way. Yeah, they're both brilliant, and I, 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 I'll say a bit about both of them because when, when I for Tube, so Tube has been my best friend at Soccer AM for since I've been there. We um, we sort of clicked back in the day, and he's just been the the best person. He's been like he's like my I'm, he's like my mentor. Like I look up to him in so many ways, and and we've been there for each other uh, through difficult times. Yep. Obviously, everyone knows that what Tubes went through, and as and, and and as a team, we sort of went through it with him because we all we all love him to pieces, and we wanted him to sort of get better. So I, I, I've been there for him throughout that. And um, and and he's been there for me, like through personal stuff, going through soccer. And like you say, we're there, we're there twenty four seven. It feels like, but like from Tuesday to Saturday, it's like they're the people that I spend the most of my time with. Yep. And if there's anything that's going on in my life that I'm struggling with or anything, he, he's the one of the first person that I talk to, and he will be. He's like, with the interview stuff, he's the kind of guy that, like I said earlier, he he will help me like. Yeah. He could quite easily not, but he's such a nice person and he's such a good bloke. And anyone who's met him will know like what an incredible person he is. And obviously, smashing his YouTube channel, Golf Life, again, absolutely really good. deserves all the credit he's got for that because he's plucked that one out and he's learned golf and, and he's come up with a, an idea that is absolutely brilliant. And Ange as well, um, which is what we... So we work closely with... with um, Tubes and Golf Life, because Scott, my, uh, who works on Location Football, our, our channel, he, he's the cameraman and the editor. And obviously, we've got a nice little group. Like yeah. We're sort of like the B team, do you know what I mean? We're, we're trying to make our way, and Tubes is obviously up there, and he's helping us, and, we, and we, we're very grateful for that. But but Tubes will sit down with me after a, uh, the show when I'm doing my interviews, and like, do you, need, do you need me to sit there with the questions and sort of just make sure you answer them all? So he's like the biggest supporter of mine, and I'm the biggest supporter of his. Yeah. Um, so, so I will say here, but I will say Jimmy, Jimmy is Jimmy's Jimmy. Like, yeah, you no, know, he's he's brilliant. He's an infectious character to be around. You just you get a sense of what it was like to be a footballer to have him in your dressing room. It's like nuts. Like he'll he'll play pranks on you. He'll he'll muck about. He's like a kid. He's like a like a forty plus year old kid. Yeah, but he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He turns it on on the show day, and and he's been great for me as well. He's always helped me out and looked out for me and. I've been to a few of his birthday parties, which we won't talk about what goes on at them because it's a bit crazy. <laughs> uh, but I've been there, and, and, he, and he's a good mate of mine, and I'm there for him. But again, for what for what Tubes has done over the 14 years that I've known him, yeah, like I'm forever grateful for his help. So I'd have to say Tubes on that one, my friend. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll leave um, Tubes's um, this link for his YouTube channel, Golf Life, in the description as well. It's really really good. My favourite one is. Um, when John Terry and he's he's holding up the bucket to try and catch the ball then. That's just <laughs> unbelievable. Um right, yeah. V A R, do you like it, yes or no? Oh 50-50. I like it. I like it when it gets things like right with the offside, right? Day like if there's a daylight offside and they've yeah. missed it, brilliant. If it, the other day, the South was it the Southampton one, there was like fingers and it was like the, yeah. the centimeter it's like give the benefit of the doubt to the strike if you're having to draw lines are so close together just give it to the the attacker i like you know i like the sort of the red card stuff like 
I mean, it went against Arsenal, against Leeds, Nicolas Pepe, when he did the, the, the elbow and it got seen. Like, that's you can't do that in football. So that's good. So it, it can iron that sort of stuff out. Dubious about the David Luiz one. I wasn't sure whether yeah. that was one and how they could look at that. But it needs a lot of work. But I think it, 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 can, it can help the game. But it just needs to be quicker. The whole stop-start, the players not celebrating. I think... If you speak to anyone, they'll all sort of have a similar opinion. But the the offside one for me is is the big one where it's just like give the benefit of the doubt, like in that sort of scenario. And then you can sort of, I don't know, maybe it'll widen the gap. It's just it's just it slows it down, mate. What do you think? Are you, are you keen on it or I I'll, I kind of like it, but I don't like the way the Premier League do it. I think there's a lot. Yeah. I think in like for instance, even in Australia, the way they've got it is like the communication with the ref. You hear everything they say. It's they give a decision, they say it how it is, and they just get on with it. I think it's very, very... Yeah. I think because Premier League's probably the biggest league in the world and it's looked at as the biggest league in the world, they try and overcomplicate it and they're too scared to make a mistake. So they look at everything and it just causes it to be slowing down so much. So yeah. I do think it should be there for certain aspects, but I think they overcomplicate it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, right, and the last question for the quick fire questions, which haven't been so quick fire, but it's... No, it's been good. Right. It's, I'll probably <laughs> take it too long. Had a massive impact on the on my career, so I've, I've got to do them due diligence. Right, this one could um, turn a few heads. Messi or Ronaldo? What side are you on? Do you know what? Those two are out of this world, aren't yeah. they? Like you can't. It's really hard to compare. And well, let, let's make let's it. make it a bit easier for you. If you had the chance to interview one of them, you can only interview one of them. What one are you picking? Oh, do you know? I, I, if I could interview one of them, I'd probably go for Ronaldo. Yeah, I don't think Messi speaks yeah. English, does he? So, yeah, no, my Spanish has been great. Um, although that was probably one of the highest grades I got at secondary school. For some reason, I was decent at Spanish. I got like an A A in it. Everything else was like C's, D's, and that. But yeah, it's um, I'd go, I'd go Ronaldo, like just to be in his presence. And and no, I've got stuff that I would, when I say relate to, he's played in the Premier League. You could have conversations about stuff that um, I would know about. Messi, obviously playing just in La Liga. I think that's for me. If you're going back to like who's who's better or who whose career do I look at and go. Who's one would you want? Ronaldo's, I know it's the cliche, Ronaldo's done it in so many different leagues. Yeah. And, but Messi has just been outrageously good in in La Liga and internationally. They're both level, they're both class, aren't yeah. they? But I would, go, I would go, I tell you what, I'd go Ronaldo to interview and Messi is the best. Right, there you go. <laughs> in, <laughs> perfect. So we'll move on to the next um, section, which is called the perfect footballer. So we ask you to pick any football player, retired or currently playing, and which of these categories best describes that player? And all of these categories will build your ideal and perfect footballer. So one player from each. You can't use the same person twice, and we'll try and do these yeah. quicker than the quick fire questions. All right. Um, yeah. Physicality. Who comes into mind? Physicality. Well, there's only one. Adi Bayouak and Fenwa. Yeah, he's been. That's where I'm at. He's been in the beast. Every single person's, I think. Um, <laughs> technique. The first thing that comes to head. Yeah, technique. Technique. Now this is going to be a different one, and this is off the cuff. I'm going Santi Cazorla 
at Arsenal because that guy, left foot, right foot, was incredible. Um, very fortunate enough to see him play a few times. But that guy, his feet control was unreal. Yeah. Passing ability. Passing ability, I'm going to go for Paul Scholes. Yeah. Paul Scholes, the guy can find a destination like no problem. It's like sat-nav, isn't it? If you just put the codes in, it's just like, boom, yeah. straight to the feet. Yeah. So go in. I agree. Uh, left foot? Left foot. There's something about left foot, isn't there? They always look much better striking a ball. Who has got a left foot? Well, I'm going to go Messi yeah. for left foot. Don't need to give a reason. No, it's you just don't. Messi, just Messi, isn't it? Uh, right foot? Right foot. David Beckham. Yeah, great shout. Yeah, and, um, David Beckham. You can take free kicks, corners, pens, a lot. Yeah, um, David Beckham's a good shout. And first touch? First touch, Dimitar Berbatov. Yeah. That, it pains me to say he played for Spurs, but the first thing that comes to my mind when you say first touch is that ball when he's playing for Fulham and it's pinged from one end of the pitch from the halfway line, the other side, and he just plucks it out. The yeah. sp- like, doesn't even like no effort. do anything. Just happens and just goes, boom, see you later, off I go. Yeah, so Berbatov for the first touch. Yeah. Um, and then we'll move on to the next section, which is called the dressing room. Now, you are the first guest we've ever had on the podcast who isn't a professional footballer. However, you've got lots, <laughs> of, you've got lots of experience in interviewing them yourself. So what yeah. we've done is we've changed the dressing room this week into your Soccer AM show staff. So it can be anybody from the show, um, whoever this suits best, you can you can suit that to them. Um, so who has the worst fashion sense? The worst fashion sense? I'll say... I'll say Jimmy yeah, because he's the one that is a bit more out there. He has a goal. I mean, I can't say that I'm top at fashion. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not great. But you will always see on a Saturday morning, Jimmy will come in with some sort of rascal bit of clobber. And when we were able to go out for drinks after the show, and like, he's always dressed as if he's getting ready for a night out. So he'll have his shirt on, ripped jeans. He's got the same trainers that he's had for about... 20 years he said i spoke to him literally about it last week they're like the oldest converse i think but they're like so comfy he says but not because it's the worst but it's because it's like he's had a go and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but yeah i'll go for jimmy on that one yeah the biggest joker the biggest joker is tubes yeah easily tube because it's not so much pranks Right. There's there's little pranks that go on. It's more we do these stupid things in the office sometimes. And it's normally tubes. Last season there was a guy called Stu that worked on the show. I did the Facebook lives of him. It's like mod. If he was still there, he'd be the worst dressed because he was just he'd wear rascal stuff. But we used to play a game right, on a Friday and it was called Fruit Fridays. And basically what it was, tubes would get a uh, <laughs> some fruit and Stu would stand at the other end of the room. And he'd just throw it at his face and he couldn't blink and he wasn't allowed to move. But we'd film it in slow-mo and Tubes would launch these like strawberries and it hit Stu and it'd just be the slow-mo and it'd go. But um, yeah, you can see we have a lot of fun on Soccer AM. We do actually do some work as well. But yeah, Tubes, Tubes plays like these little jokes and he, he's a wind-up merchant. He's a wind-up, but like a, but a funny one, not an annoying one. Yeah. It'll just... He'll just he'll always crack a joke and he's always he's always smiling. So yeah, I'll go for tubes. Yeah. Who's who's always late? 
Dev. 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 Now, if anyone knows who Dev is, Dev used to do a thing on the show a few years back. It used to be part five Dev. And he used to come out and do these random things. He's been there about 10, 10 or 12, 10 or 11, 12 years, similar to me, came, came after, after me. But the guy is always late and he's always got an excuse. Me and him come from similar areas and I'm about half an hour the other way, but we do the same route. And I'll always like maybe get in a bit before him. He's like, how about that M25 or that North Cert? I was like, mate, it was clear. But he used to, he'd always be a bit late. And uh, he's sneaking through the back door. But yeah, for those that know him, Dev, 100%. Yeah, the hardest worker. I'll take myself out of the equation for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only messing. No, we all work really hard. Uh, who works really hard? Bobby on the team, he does. He's the associate producer. So he's sort of, he's, Darius is always in Feathers and Jimmy's ear on the day. And Bob's sort of going down that, that route. And he's grafted. He's grafted the last few years to become an associate producer, which is the one above me. So he, he, he like me, about two years ago, realised that, you know, what else can I achieve at Soccer AM? What, what's there for me? And I've gone down the route of sort of the interviews yeah. and sort of the social stuff and doing that. And, he, and he's gone the other route because that's what he wants to do, more behind the scenes and sort of like making sure the team's running together. So I'd say Bobby on that one, he's, he, he does work hard. Yeah, and the most vain... Most vain. Do you know who's the most vain? Ah, oh, would they? I'm trying to think if they, if you had like tubes and that in here, would they say it's me? Am I vain? I don't know. Maybe you do, you do like you do you that. do like a picture on the holiday with the swim shots. I've seen a few of them. In the oh yeah. So, do you know what, Johnny? You just made it. You just put it towards me. I'll, I'll go me then. Right. Do you know what it's like? <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind a picture on the holiday. But don't, don't ask my girlfriend, man. She takes about fifty. To get one, then I'm like, oh my god! But um, I, 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 I'll say myself on that one. I'll say myself on that one. There's probably enough on my Instagram to prove that it's probably me yeah. without me realizing it is me. But yeah, go on in. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that one. Sorted. And if you do want to have a look at all the curly socials, will be down in the description so you can go and see the exact ones <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, but you know, yeah, Curly. Listen, thanks again for coming on the show, mate. Uh, we ask every guest who comes on the show if they would like to nominate someone who they think would be a good guest for the show or someone they think would have a good time on here. So who do you think would like to come on the show that you know it can be a football player, it could be another person at Sky, it could be someone we all know? Well, if you can get him yeah, and you can track him down and you can get 45 minutes with Jimmy Bullard, you will not be disappointed, put it that way. Okay. The man tells a story the best. His and his stories are brilliant. Um, he's told me a few that you probably could put to air, but there's there's some out there that are absolutely fantastic. So if you can get him on, yeah, I will try. Good my luck, best. and I will try and help you with that one. But I tried calling him today, and he still didn't answer. That's so, all right. <laughs> um, probably got as good as much, as good a chance as I have. But if you can get him on there, yeah, that would be class. I think your listeners would absolutely love that. Oh yeah, fantastic. What's well, it? Jimmy makes me a bit jealous because of the head of hair he's got compared to the head of hair I've got. So, but apart yeah. from that, I think we've got. And the great. grey looks good on him as well. The grey <laughs> looks really good. It like, does. It does actually. To be fair, yeah, it does actually. I'm jealous of it. I mean, I'm going grey, and it's like speckles. It's not quite cool enough yet. But his is like unbelievable. But yeah, I recommend getting Jimmy Bullard. Yeah, he'll have a right screen. Well, we'll try that. But like I said, mate, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed your first podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed your first podcast. Um, 
absolutely loved it. Good. Absolutely loved it. It was an absolute, it's an absolute pleasure to be asked um, on, on your podcast. And it's, it's the first time I've ever got to sort of voice um, sort of my journey and my story. And, I'm, and hopefully people have enjoyed it. Hopefully, hopefully people understand sort of how I've got from where I started to where I am. And uh, it's probably why I rabbited on for about 45 minutes without you, without you having to say a question, because it's the first time anyone's ever taken an interest in sort of, sort of my journey. So I'd like to thank you personally for having me on. And um, I've absolutely loved it. It's, uh, it's always a nice feeling to sort of go over old stories and sort of look back on, on where you've come and sort of, especially in a time like today where we're all got, these lockdowns to deal with and everyone deals with them differently. When you take a moment and look back at what you've achieved, it's, uh, you know, it's a good feeling. So I wish you all the best of your uh, journey, mate. I'll be tuning into the game in. No, it was great to hear your side of the story and, and, and your journey, mate, especially because you work on a live show. Everything's cut yeah. down to a specific timing and you don't have the chance to kind of rabbit on, as you said, but I'm glad you did, mate. And I'm glad I'm glad that we've, we've got to hear your side of the story because... One personally for me, I told you where I want to go with my kind of career and stuff, and and you're one of the guys who I, I kind of look up to, who, who's done what I oh, want to do. So, so that's brilliant, mate. But listen, thank you very oh. much for coming on the show. I'll try my hardest to get Jimmy on. Not promising, <laughs> not promising we'll get him on though. But uh, I'll try my hardest. But yeah, once again, thank you very much for coming on, mate. And I'm sure everybody who has watched today has enjoyed you being on um, and all your stuff will be down in the description location football instagram twitter all you guys go follow like subscribe oh, to, to curly stuff but yeah thanks again for coming on mate i really do appreciate no it no problem cheers daddy thank you mate all the best no worries you as well mate